Wait, say that again. Can you what? Can you copyright a beet? I would not like the vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I would think you can. I mean, you can copyright what guitar like riffs. That's can't fair. You? That's true. Can you? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is a progression of notes in a very I mean, specific I'll, pattern. I will say this: uh, I think Rick James got paid a pretty penny, a heavy chunk of money for that. Because of can't touch this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. That's how you make good money. I think I saw a documentary one time where he was like, "Yeah, this guy called," and I was like, "Nah, you crazy." And then they told me how much money, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> dude, I." Uh, I found a fun fact that you may already know. That's good. Uh, the song Respect by Aretha Franklin is actually a cover. Otis Redding? Yeah. Did not know that. I did know that. Incredible. Because I love Otis Redding. Yeah. I went back and listened to his version. I was like, this is such like, we thought that, uh, uh, what's that new Miley Cyrus song? The one that everybody loves. Oh, Flowers? Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh man, that's such a diss track. Like. She, like, rewrote, you know, uh, When I Was Your Man, all that stuff. Like, great. That's the original, like, OG, here, hold my beer. I'm going to go stage you up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Shout out to Aretha Franklin. (laughs) R.I.P. Hey, hey, Hey. shout out to Tina. Rest easy, queen. Oh, shout out, Tina. (sighs) I love Tina. Tina. I love Tina Turner. That one hurt. That one stung. You know what you know what today is, don't you? I know, yeah, I do. I reminded you of what today yeah, was. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, approximately three hundred and seventy-one days ago. Wow. The lore of one nine hundred nerdy talk got a little bit deeper. The very, the very controversial lore when we introduced a very specific milkshake onto the podcast. Yep. And honestly, you'll find tonight that it's not a very specific milkshake. It's just a vanilla milkshake. It's just a vanilla milkshake. doesn't matter where it's from. Yeah. No, it really doesn't matter where it's from. Yeah. The story is, long story short, so to speak. Yeah. Brando was on his way here. I was. He's like, hey, guys. May 23rd. I'm stopping to get some milkshakes. Yep. Do y'all want some milkshakes? And me and Dr. J were like, absolutely. Of course we want milkshakes. How you going to say no? Brando says... What flavor milkshake? And I just said, I just want some plain old honky vanilla milkshake. Yep. And I said, I will pay for seven vanilla milkshake if, for all the milkshakes, if you get audio clip of you ordering a honky vanilla milkshake. Yep. And that's exactly what he did. Sure did. Sure did. Went which, to a, which was hilarious. He's great. The, I think the funniest part to me, too, is the drive through representative, you could tell, was just very. Yeah. They were, I think they were done. They were just, just kind of done. Done with the day period. They're like, all right, honky vanilla milkshake. Yep, it was awesome. Let me get a honky vanilla milkshake. God, I, I mean, wish. It's like, it's, I wish. That would have been great. That would be great. But the what that that's not the fun part or the controversial part no. about the story. The controversial part of the story is that we discussed it on the show. Yes. And I received a few uh, messages from people who said that they were offended by that word. Yeah. And so then, our bad, I guess, for doing it the first time and now bringing it And then back. bringing it back. <laughs> Why? Because I are one, and I'm not offended by it at all. <laughs> Bingo. So, <laughs> so we... we uh, so, shouts out to an old honky vanilla milkshake. <laughs> I I have already Cheers. consumed my strawberry milkshake because I was feeling a little wild today. And I, I already... Thank you, by the way, for, yeah, the, you got it. for the milkshake. You got it. Shout out. 
Shout out to McDonald's. Shout out to McDonald's. They aren't a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but you but can. But they could be. Shout out to Dakota. Sh- Dakota, we know you're listening, dog. Shout out. I, I, Dakota and his family just started coming to church with us. So f- I think like a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies. Uh, it is. That's crazy. Yeah. And the Murph, the legend. Murph. Dude. Shout out the family. Uh, football coach and like. Just a cool family. Cool guy. Just really cool family. Yeah. I find myself like, you have people in your life that when you see them, you become like a lab puppy running through a field. Yeah. That's how I am when I see Dakota Same. and his family. Sneaky funny. And the Murphy. Just quiet funny. Sneaky. He's he's a sneaky fart. He's, yeah. a, he's a quiet fart. That, I, and I, I appreciate that, man. He is a fan of the show. Dakota, we've got to have you on the show, big dog. We've got to yes. talk some football. We've got to get you on here. Uh, and then, yes. you a nice seat right here. So sh- shout out to... To a friend of the show, Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. And since I, I brought up the fact that we have an empty seat, shout out to a shout out to Dr. Jake. Yeah. Shout out. He's hanging out with his family. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that sounded like in audio. I have no idea. But it sounded cool. Probably. You're welcome. <laughs> you can clip that. Use it in your videos. Yeah. Shout out Jimmy Butler. Dude, Jimmy Buckets. Listen, I'm a Celtics fan. It is established here that I'm a Celtics fan. I am proud of them for you hey, know coming back. Great series. Own three. Great series. Taking man. two game seven. Uh, Abby, uh, friend of the show, Abby Johnson. What's up, Abs? <laughs> Shout out. Basically, my neighbor. <laughs> oh, is she really? If you if you stepped out and screamed out the window, you could just she, they could probably hear you. Oh, yeah. impressive. She texts me. She's like, "Do you think the Celtics will close it out?" I said, "I wish, but they cannot close out games at home." And I... Jimmy Buckets went and. Sh- Shut the door to the finals. Let me tell you what they did. In the garden. I placed a little money on that game. Yeah. Uh, Miami was eight and a half point dogs. I took, them, I took them to cover, which they did. Yep. And then the over-under was only set at like 203 oh, points. Yeah, gone. So I took I took the over. Yeah. Didn't expect Boston just to not score points. To fart yeah. in a bag. Just not. Yeah. I mean, I thought surely... Surely, surely, <laughs> these two teams can score at least 100 points apiece. No, not so much. No, no. So, shout outs to uh DraftKings who got my money, <laughs> and uh, shout out to Jimmy Buckets. Uh, shout out to Pastor Cole, shout out who is preaching tonight. Actually, he is he, oh, yeah, he's on, he's on, he's on the road tonight. When yep. I, by on the road, I mean like 15 minutes that direction, right? Uh, but he is preaching tonight, and he is getting wildly close to finishing out his Star Wars journey. Yeah, I, I think he has finished. Cinematic. Has he finished? Uh, I think at least the main nine, yeah. There's no way he's finished. Not all of it. All of it. because no, just the main I, nine. I, I'd imagine I'd have got a text message about Rise of Skywalker, and I haven't gotten that yet. Uh, maybe he hasn't done. I, my, my guess is he's not watched that one yet. Mm, it's possible. Uh, he is becoming a huge fan of Yoda. I feel like we discussed it, though. May have. While we were somewhere. Where were that we'll you? get into in the mm. podcast. Okay. Uh, oh, shout out to uh, Bizarro and Ibrahim D. Something on YouTube for giving us some not-so-constructive criticism in the comment <laughs> yeah, section. Shout out. Uh, one of them basically said, I made it only two minutes into y'all's video. <laughs> and I, I basically was like, hey, thank you for the two minutes, Listen, man. man. I appreciate the same. And you know what? Hey, Sometimes saying. Don't necessarily disagree with what yeah. they said. I went back and watched the episode. I was like, hey, they've got some points. Yeah. Not not you know, not my best work. Shout out for bringing up our blind spots. Uh, so, yeah, shout out for bringing up our boring videos. Yeah. Uh, hey, but we will grow stronger because of you You two. Uh, just, just you two. Yes. I'm having your names tattooed on me somewhere. Uh, and then 
Listen. I think we need to end this shout out segment with. We can't do a shout out segment without yeah. shouting out our boys over at Crypto Comics. Crypto Comics. The number one name in all things nerdy here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Best prices in town. That's right. Joe is currently looking for the card <laughs> with the information on it. Um, you got nothing. Guys, we're professionals. I got nothing. Uh, the, the info for Crypto Comics will be right right here. Where's Dr. J when you right. need him? He's got it committed to memory. Uh, he does eight, have it tattooed on eight, Powell, Tennessee. Powell, uh, Tennessee. <laughs> um, go see Rocky and Loki and everybody over there. They can give incredible comic book recommendations. They have all of the collectibles you could want. That's right. The ones that you need, the ones that you don't need, go buy them. Go let them hook you up and tell them that the boys at 1-900-NERDY-TALK sent you. July 7th through the 9th, Expo Center Fanboy Knoxville. Fanboy Expo. Fanboy. Uh, they will have two booths there. It looks like for sure Saturday the boys will be there with them yeah. uh, at their booth and mingling around. We got some autographs. We got some pictures to take, man. Yeah, we do. Uh, so be some, looking some for these. us and looking. We'll probably be rocking some nerdy talk gear that you can find in on the our link merch below. Site in the link. <laughs> uh, some pretty good, uh, pretty good plug in there. Yeah, it was. How many, we're only we're ten minutes in. Already. Oh my god! Let's roll an intro. Yeah, let's do it. Only on this podcast can you get the intro ten minutes in. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a fresh beat. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another week of One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk. This week is just Joe and Brando as they talk about Little Mermaid, across <laughs> the Spider Verse, and a very special trip to the edge of the galaxy. So make sure you stay tuned and listen in as the boys talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk. Uh, <laughs> Y'all thought you were gonna get the piano solo at the beginning? Not so much. Oh. Not today. No, you need to listen to the end of the episode to get that. You know who's going to have something to say about that whole shout-out segment? Is Jake in the comments because... Oh, I'm sure. We did not give him a shout-out. No, he doesn't deserve one. So constructive criticism coming into the comments section I'm sure. from one Jake Tipton. I'm sure. We love you, Jake. Do we? I do. All I right, mean, fair enough. All right. Well, something that Jake was able to hang over my head for a long time uh-huh, uh-huh. that he's no longer able to hang over my head. Not there. No is more. that he has been to the edge of the galaxy. Galaxy's edge. Surprisingly, a lot closer than you think. It's just down in Florida. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm in a... Was that a flat earth joke? I'm in rare form today <laughs> with my stupid jokes. Uh, uh, I went to Galaxy's Edge this past week. Jealous. And it was awesome. Phenomenal. It was incredible. I went to both Galaxy's Edge and Wizarding World and just two incredible experiences. Very different. Both incredible. Like, I rode Rise of the Resistance two and a half times. Yeah. The half is because the ride, unfortunately, broke down on the third go-through. But shout out to David Thurman getting us some lightning passes to, to get through that uh, two-hour line in about 15 minutes twice. so nice of his boss to let him off work to come hang out with you guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Joe, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if we're allowed to shout out people on the podcast. We're just going to shout out. This I don't is, know the rules. I think I know what the title of this episode is. <laughs> <will be. laughs> 
But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just the way that Disney is able to transport you to a galaxy far, far away, just like walking through if like a little could, tunnel. If only they could do it in the movies, right? If only <laughs> they could capture that same magic uh, in the movies. That was that was a low blow. I'm sorry, Disney. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But, you could, but they could be. Listen, I'd take a Disney check. Shout out to that booger that just came out of my nose. <laughs> Guys, this is the importance of Dr. J. He keeps he's, us on track. He's the mature one. More than anything else. He's also the youngest one by like 16 years or yeah, something. Yeah, by a lot. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, Galaxy's Edge, Smuggler's Run, and just, I I stumbled upon the Falcon, which I think is a beautiful way to find it, because yeah. I didn't know where it was uh, in the Galaxy's Edge portion of the park. And so like me and Michaela are just walking through this Star Wars market which is incredible because there's just like these shops, like open air shops where they have like popcorn snacks and you can go buy like pork, uh, stuffed animals and like just all this stuff just there. And then we're just still walking stand by the porgs. I love, the porgs. I love the pork dude. We're walking and I turn the corner and I see the front of the Falcon and I literally told yeah. my guy, I was like, Oh, like I chewy. We're home. I felt like a child. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally grabbed my guy, I was like, Oh my God. I'm sitting at work. I'm literally like not joking, like in the process of writing somebody up. And I get a, a FaceTime <laughs> call from Cole, which I can't take immediately. So right. as soon as I'm like, I know, and I know what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I got to finish writing this dude up. So I'm like, I go from like a really high, like, so here's what we're going to do to like, <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, bud. You seem to get re- back out there. You seem to really be trying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get on that. And, and face, Cole saved somebody's job. He, yeah, yeah. FaceTime passed a call back, and, and there it is. There's the Falcon. And I'm like, I'm a gajillion miles away, yeah. and I'm just like, I feel all of that, man. I just... It, so it's cool. almost overwhelming. It's fake, but it's so It's beautiful. so not fake, it's though. so not fake. And though. then at one point, like, I just happened to walk up on, like, some show that they were doing, and yeah. it was Ray and Chewbacca in yeah. front of the Falcon, and I was like... Yeah. I can die now. I just, I'm just so happy that you get to go experience that. Yeah. And the whole interactive thing, like there's an app that Disney has that you can download. And when you're in Galaxy's Edge, it knows that you're there with location services. And it turns your phone, like it's like activate the data pad Mm -hmm. and it turns it into like a Star Wars data pad. And there are like QR codes hidden around the park that you can scan to like see what's inside of boxes. There are like terminals that you can hack into and the oh, beep and boop at you. At one point I got like the Falcon to make like, like a rev up sound because mm-hmm. I hacked into the Falcon. Like that's just magical. <sighs> I had blue milk and it was delicious. Let's go. Blue milk is fantastic. I get it. There is a slim chance. I mean, there's, there's, there's a slight chance. Like we will be in Florida, the family, uh, on a trip. Well, we're going to be there next week mm, for right. vacation, but uh, but still quite a few ways, you know, hours away from Orlando. However, we're... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. See? Across the table. See what happens? I got excited. Um, <laughs> in October, November, something like that, we're going to be back down in Florida for a little second family trip with mm. Katie's family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a little bit close to Orlando. And there's a slight chance that we might be able to listen sneak away for a day all i'm saying is my buddy herschel shout out herschel uh <laughs> what up hersh he drove up about an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. to like come visit me and michaela and he's like honestly 
I do this just to come to Galaxy's Edge sometimes. Yeah, like, he has season passes because they're close enough to Disney to justify it. Right. And I'm like, if if you are within two hours of Disney and you have, like, a six-hour time frame at mm-hmm. any point during the day, just go make the trip. Just do it. Like, when we were at Universal, we were still adjusting to the Florida sun. It is hot down there. I don't yeah. know how y'all do it. If we have any listeners in Florida, shout out to you because you're built different, okay? Um, no, you definitely built different. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Sorry. so we did Universal the first day that we're there, and that was a whole nother level of magical for me because obviously yeah. I'm the huge Harry Potter fan on the podcast. So sure. got to ride the Hogwarts Express, I which still, was dope. Still want to go there. So Went bad. to Ollivander's wand shop and got yeah. to buy. Like I have not bought a wand ever. Like I've just ever since uh wizarding world came out 10 years ago, I was like, I want to go to all vendors and buy my wand. And I have witchcraft resisted the urge forever. Were you, did you immediately become demon possessed? 100%. <laughs> 100. Uh, Shout out to uh, Evangel. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I got my wand from all vendors, which was just a magical moment for me. Got to eat at the three broomsticks. Nice. Great food too, actually. Uh, just all the shops are so cool. Hogsmeade is dope. Had some butter beer. Like it's just, just such cool experiences down there. So if you have the chance to, like, you got to do it. It's worth the money for a day. I gotta tell like, you, man. Like I love Dolly Parton. Like I love Dolly more. Sure. Than, more than like most family members. Um, but we gladly trade Dollywood out for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's it's crazy to me too how much like the price of a ticket, the difference there. Yeah. It's not as big of a gap as you would think it is for what you get. Yeah. Dolly has better rides though. Rise of the resistance (laughs) is probably one of the coolest things I've ever been on. Like that's what Cole said. Cole was absolutely blown away by it. Like, I mean, if we're just talking about life experiences and things that I have done and like experienced in my life, that's a top five experience. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where the little cart that you're in rolls into a room with ATATs mm-hmm. that are like to scale. And so just looking up and just having these massive machines towering over you that like you grew up watching and like remembering the scene on Hoth and like yeah. just everything. I was like, God, this, this moment is it's too much. Just a 30 year old out there being an eight year old. Yeah. And dude, I, so I met some guy, while we were down there, like we're like we're scanning the things, and Mikhail's like, "You are ridiculous." And the guy goes, "Hey, I'm here with you, man." Yes. <laughs> so like we literally just like walking around the park, scanning all the codes, like making sure we hit all the boxes. It bring like the best part of Star Wars fans. Yeah, go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah. like everyone is so yeah. ha- happy to be there. Yeah, everyone's just so happy that when they're there. I mean, you you make a point to go there. Yeah, like, you, I mean it's. It's like celebration. You're, I mean, haters ain't going to celebration, right? And if they are, they're 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 just completely outnumbered by the hardcores. They just right. love it, and just like and randomly just hearing a stormtrooper behind you, yeah. like telling you to clear out, and I'm like, oh god, sorry, my bad. Yeah, like, I mean, and here's the thing: like, I give I give the rise rise of Skywalker. I give that movie crap. Right, it deserves it. There's still moments in that movie where I'm like, yeah, man, that's just so cool. That's just cool. Yeah. I mean, there's Lando. I love Lando. He's yep. flying the Falcon. This just feels right. So I mean that's that's what you get at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's cool. I uh, didn't it build a lightsaber. Definitely on the chopping block yeah, for next time. It's happening at some point. Um, I, oh, there's also a really cool display. Like it's not in Galaxy's Edge. It's where there's old Star Wars stuff is. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's all like a bunch of concept art from the different films. And as someone who's just a fan of Star Wars, like it's just really cool just walking cool through there and like just seeing like just these big posters of concept art from different artists like across the different movies and series and whatnot. Behind you. That was yeah, yeah. Just remakes of original concept stuff, but well, so I was at Galaxy's Edge <laughs> last week. Uh, what did you get into last week? Uh, well, I saw Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to do it. We, we went, almost went to go see it while we were down there. We went so hard in the paint uh, at the haters uh, for having uh, basically a non-white aerial. Right. <laughs> we went. You here, had to see it. Here on this show, I was like, even if this sucks, by God, I'm going to go see it. It was like us with She-Hulk. Like, we had to see it through to Yeah, the we got to watch it to we the end. And to. She-Hulk was dookie, but Mer- Little Mermaid was not. I, I will say it was not a bad movie. Now, the kids loved it. Sure. Katie loved it. Katie cried. Of course. Her. Um, shout out Katie. Shout out Katie. <laughs> I mean, it's, and this is kind of, it depends who you are. This could be a pro or a con. It depends who you are. For me, it's kind of a con. Uh, I mean, it's a shot for shot remake of Little Mermaid. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want though. I don't know that I do. Oh, really? Like, I, cause I like those what? old movies are so good. That's that, true. That like, I mean, it's like, I love the Lion King and you basically did a shot for shot remake of the Lion King. Right. And, Nothing was changed. There was an extra backstory. There wasn't, you know. And I think maybe at one point I wanted that. I think that might be why. Calm down, everybody. Okay, calm down. I understand the problems with it. Calm down. I like the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, because I, of the extra stuff that it adds. Yes, and and that's and uh, uh, there's some cool extra stuff in there. What's uh, Mal- Maleficent? Maleficent, fantastic. Great. You get fun. You so get, fun. You get some extra backstory. And I think you, you kind of get some stuff. Now, the music was a great time. Was it? Oh, yeah, man. I like, need to go and listen to the soundtrack. Hardcore, like Caribbean yeah. grooves. I mean, and it's the colors and the accents and and the stuff. And I, I know there's some. There's, I, I Listen, I, I, I stay off of social media, but I, I've, I've heard rumblings on social media about some different things that people are irritated about. Uh, and I can't speak to any of that, sure. okay? As a white Caucasian man, an <laughs> <laughs> old, old honky vanilla milkshake man, uh, I can't speak to Respectfully some bow of out of the conversation. I will bow out of that conversation. However, I will say the music was great. I really enjoyed the accents. Uh, biggest negatives for me was some of the CGI was really good. And some of it was dookie. Just the pictures of some of it. I'm like, yeah. Like, like, you know, like Ursula at the end when she How turns. How McCarthy as Ursula? Uh, it was because I feel like it makes sense. She was really good at times. Like there was, there was times where I'm like, that's Ursula. Yeah. And then there was moments where I'm like, that's Melissa McCarthy. That, so that's what gets me about these live action remakes is I feel yeah. like there's just, it, it's the suspension of disbelief part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much easier to do that with like animated movies. But when I see Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> face, I can't not see Melissa McCarthy. She honestly, she looked great as Ursula and, sure. and like the, the, the tentacles it makes and stuff. And, uh, but there's just like, it's like little, it's, the, it's the mannerisms. Like, yeah, some, some of it though. And then there's just little bit things like when she's singing that song and she's like in the original, she whispers pathetic, you know, like yeah. that. She just says, she looks her down. And I was like pathetic. <laughs> and it's like, that's not Ursula. You just, in, you're like, you're in, like she was, She's making fun of her now. She's insulting her to her right. face, and Ariel's like, "Okay," and it's just, "You're right." She's like, "Wow, okay." Um, 
but Hallie, Hallie Bailey, I yeah. believe it's Bailey. Hallie Bailey, dude, dude, she's phenomenal. Phenomenal, man. I mean, she acted her tail off. She was so good. And again, half this movie, she's not talking. Right. Right. Uh, but when she does sing, good God, dude. What a talented lady. You know, I mean, also, shout out to Little Mermaid. Yeah. The, the, the original one, because yeah. we were having this conversation uh, uh, last week. That movie teaches you about consent in a very... The backwards, not a backwards way, but in a very like quiet way, because you gotta think the song "Kiss the Girl." <laughs> everyone is trying to convince Eric to kiss the girl, and she doesn't ever consent to the kissing. And his entire time, he's like, "I don't know. She she's not saying anything. I, I don't I don't know." I was not sure where you were going with. That. I don't I don't know if I should kiss this girl because. She ain't saying she wants to be kissed. That scene in and this you know, movie is good. Let's that's, be real. That's my favorite that's song from the movie, by the way. Kiss like, the girl. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and, and I've often put that together. It's like, I mean, unless she doesn't kiss the girl, unless she doesn't want you to, like, then yeah, don't, then don't. Uh, but yeah. and the entire time he's just rowing that boat, like it's guys. so good. Uh, Sebastian was a good time, but Sebastian's also another word, like sometimes the CGI was like <laughs> whatever. I think to. This movie probably put the nail in the coffin to the idea of a live action Moana. Because how are you gonna CGI all them characters? I don't know, but I will say You gotta get rid of the crab if you The do. Rock is the Rock announced that they are doing a live action Moana. I don't care what Dwayne the Rock Johnson I says. I know, I know, but they but they did like a whole production thing like with Disney, like and he was like, and Maui's he's gonna play Maui. So the The Rock wants a franchise based around him so bad. So bad. So bad. I kind of feel bad for him because I have no ill will for no. the Rock and he's 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 arguably, great. I mean, he is like our generation's Arnold and yeah, Stallone. oh, one hundred percent. I mean, he is the. I mean, I was a wrestling fan. The Rock was the man. He's been the man, the man, for thirty years. Yeah, like yeah, and he looks exactly the same as he did. And yeah, that's just that's just unfair. Uh, but uh, Mermaid was good. I finished Jedi Survivor. Very nice, very nice. Which to quote. Dr. J, I just wanted a good story, right? That's that's all we wanted. Fallen Order delivered. I'd imagine Survivor did as well. Phenomenal story. Yeah. For, if you've not played the game, quick spoiler me. here. A little quick spoiler here. Come back here and like... talking about me. About a minute and a half. Uh, the way it ends, the way it connects to the path, and the way it kind of sets up that Cal Kestis can still show up. So awesome. It's so good, dude. I want to see him in a movie so bad. I want to see him on screen. I take, I, I little wanna, screens, big screen, animated screen. I don't care what screen it is. Like I want to see him in... Get Sean Monaghan yeah. in Star Wars. I want to see him in a Jedi Survivor. And give him a good story. Order. Like I was telling... I was talking to Joe about this earlier. What annoys me about Star Wars right now is Fallen Order and Survivor are two phenomenal Star Wars stories. Yeah. And they are extremely linear. Mm-hmm. So you can just copy and paste that exact same storyline and script and slap it into a show or a movie. It's going to be you, great. And you can't look at us and go, it won't work that way because The Last of, Last us, of us literally gives us almost a shot for shot. The Last of Us remake of the video game was one of like the first like strictly narrative video games like yeah. that had the commercial success that it had. Yep. And it really paved the way for games like Jedi Survivor to yeah. even exist. And so the fact that the show like copied so well from the game 
No more excuses, Disney. Yeah. Not a so, one. Long, just and again, still spoiler here, just a little bit. But long story short, on there's there's so much that you do in places that you go, but you you get to visit Jeddah and which yeah. is pretty cool. And you you go meet up with your old friends, uh, the Jet uh, Seer, I think was her name, and she is first of all she is bad a, yeah. But you Dude, once you reconnect to the Force in the first game, oh, gives me chills. Oh my gosh, gives me chills. You don't you have no idea. So. <laughs> You're, she's on Jetta with what's that guy Cordova or whatever the, like that, the, yeah. the old man's name was. They're there, Carbonara, and you get like Carbonara. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Carbonara. Um, you get the origins of the path basically, and and you find out, and he finds he discovers that in the High Republic days they had found this this secret planet that's kind of hidden in this abyss yeah. thing, and the Empire has no nobody knows about it, and so like Cal's like, hey. This path thing, why don't we take them all there? <laughs> There's a secret planet that no one can get to and no one knows about, but we do and we know how to get there. Yeah. Why don't we go there? Yeah. So there's like there's like two compasses, one of them's destroyed. So there's like one compass, and then you find out that there's this second other way that you can get to it. But nobody knows about it. And there's nobody there. Now this sounds so familiar to Luke's whole situation though. Like as far as what? The whole like there's a specific map to find Luke Skywalker and no one knows it's, where he is. And it, it is and it isn't because like everybody knows where the abyss is, but mm. nobody can get through the abyss. This gotcha. comp- this compass guides you through gotcha, the abyss. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so his thing is, is like all these Force-sensitive children and people and hidden Jedi that were scattered or whatever, yeah. we can get them there, continue to train them up. And if we can just outlast the Empire or, or just grow our forces and then come back and just take care of it, take care of the, the, the Empire, you know, that would be great. And everybody agrees. And so that's kind of that's kind of how your, your, your story is. But there's a moment. Dude, give me that for episode 10. D- yeah. Give yeah. me Cal Kestis and yeah. Ray as the two main characters. Oh, my Cal, yeah, God. Cal, older Cal shows up. Older Cal and Ray for Star Wars episode 10. I'm back in. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this, as far as Seer is concerned, there's a moment toward the end of the game where the Empire discovers the path in Jeddah. And they show up and they start destroying everything, mm. right? And <coughs> Cal gets separated from Seer and all them. And so you get to play as Seer. And you have all of her powers. You have maxed out force, the yeah. whole thing. And dude, it's like, 10, 15 minutes of you just owning, mowing just owning people down. Well, you played um you played Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. It's like whenever you're going back uh into Neve's flashbacks and you yes. have the Elder Wand and you're just like wah, wah, pow, wah, wah, pow. <laughs> Oh dude. It's it was a good time. It was a great story. I I just don't know how they cannot just Dude, all I'm saying is wasn't there talk that like the next bit of Star Wars is going to be Ray like doing a new order or something like that? So that's one of the three movies announced is Ray is, is that, yeah. and Kestis. Yeah. They have this new order on this planet. Yeah. Give the people what they want, and they want Cal Kestis and a poncho on the big screen. <laughs> we do. <laughs> that's exactly what tell I Tell me I'm wrong. Get in the comments and tell them if you can honestly tell me that you don't want to see Cal Kestis in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, Bizarro. I'll I'll cash app you fifty cents. Um, we are almost out of time now. 
But this he, is perfect. This episode comes out on Thursday. Yes, it does. 6 p.m. Yeah. Most of you are getting off work by now. Say so. And are probably getting a big old bucket of corn. Corn. Some candies. Some some popped corn. Some caffeinated beverages. And going in to see. If you're going to Regal, it's it's Pepsi now. Which is yeah, so unfortunate. So disappointing. I know everybody in our church apparently thinks we're crazy for feeling that way, but Pepsi's gross. Pepsi uh, or Coke? Get in the comments down below. Not a sponsor, but I, I will. I will start liking Pepsi. I'll accept the sponsor. Be a sponsor. Either one. Y'all you know, have a ton of money. Just make a better diet option. Yeah, diet Pepsi's trash. Dookie, trash. Is that the fourth time I said Dookie tonight. I think so. Fifth. Anyway, racking them up today. Uh. Across the Spider Verse, yeah, comes out today. So excited! Um, the reviews, early screenings are astonishingly phenomenal. The thing that I love in my Regal app when I go to, to quote see Will Ferrell, "Scrum <laughs> When I go to see what show times are available for the show, the like the thumbnail for the movie that's like in the background of mm-hmm. the name of the movie is three Spider Men pointing at each other like this. Yeah, and it made me. So excited and yeah. very ready to actually go see this movie. I can't wait. I, one guy that is typically kind of a grumpy uh, reviewer, I guess, or what is that critic? Yep. Um, called it the best Spider-Man movie ever, dude. I I can ever. believe it because because Into the Spider Verse was phenomenal. It's the perfect Spider-Man movie. Also, this movie is over two and a half hours long. That just gets me more excited. Right, like God, like I love the art style. I I am yeah. legitimately obsessed with the cell block mm-hmm. style that they have and the way that they have it animated and like how jumpy it kind of feels. Yep. I'm so excited about it. The cast is fantastic. Yes, like they, yes, I can't wait, man. And and now when you get the rumblings of a potential upcoming uh, live action Miles Morales movie, yeah. I think that at, with our last few minutes remaining, do we think that Donald Glover is too old to play live action Miles Morales? Probably. Now? That makes me very sad. Probably because in uh, Community there is a episode where they're going back to school and he's in Spider Man PJs and there's a Spider Man poster in the background and in an episode he's wearing a Spider Man tie like yeah. when he's a detective and he played the uncle he voiced the uncle mm. in Into the Spider Verse. I want to see Donald Glover Spider-Man so bad. What about... Give it to me. Well, he could be an older version of it, maybe. He could be. I mean, we have Jake Johnson as Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. What about uh, the we kid... We have Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man? What about the kid from Stranger Things? Dusty? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dusty. Oh, Lucas. Lucas could be a great... Could be a great Dusty. I don't I do not remember what the actor's name is. Um, oh, Dr. J has just texted us. Oh. A vodka cup question. Quick prediction. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, one prediction for what we're going to get for Spider Verse. A, uh, I think I may have already said this before, and if so, I'm not sorry. I think that we might tie this movie actually into the MCU. See, that's what's that's what's dangerous to me though, because we have two people in the MCU that voice characters in this. I'm not necessarily because saying like we have Haley Steinfeld, who's yeah. uh, who's Spider Gwen, who is also Kate Bishop, and I we just, have Oscar Isaacs. As I well. just mean like I'm not saying like this is a version of like this cartoon world is a ah. version. 
I'm just saying, like, we might get a cartoon a version sure. of, like, Iron uh, Man. Uh, yeah, Iron Man or even one of the Spider-Men. Sure. Uh, Holland or oh, that'd be Garfield or, or McGuire, I think, would be interesting. Now, I'm, I'm looking up the the characters here real quick. I would love that, though. Like, just some sort of tie-in. Like, and I think it'd be really cool if it was a tie-in that, w- like, wasn't... J- that was a normal character, mm-hmm. like not a, um, not another version of Spider-Man, like the Holland. But if we got like Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, like an animated Doctor Strange, like that pops in like, cool. what is going? On? Because I feel like he's done the most with multiverse stuff, and also with Spider-Man and multiverse stuff. So I yeah. feel like the the connection is there for it. Now I want to know if we're gonna see a Madam Spider in this. Ooh. Because she's kind of the heart behind the, you know, the whole, the Webiverse. Webiverse. So um, she's not in the cast lineup from what I can see. So I wonder if they're hiding it kind of like the head. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's, I mean, a, it's a lot of movie. a real world chance. I mean, even like a post credit scene. Yeah. Of some sort. Um, Not that there's a reason to, but I hope they don't get, like, I love the cameos. Yeah, I love Spider Pig. I hope they keep to those types of cameos. Yeah, I hope they don't pull an MCU and start just putting like random. Like I don't, I don't want like Michael Scott from The Office to show up for some reason. Right, like I, I there's right. no reason for that to be correct. Be a thing. I want them to be Spider Man thing, and that's why if they do Cumberbatch, if they do now, here's the plot twist: we have Chris Pratt come in, who we know is Star Lord. But he's actually playing Andy Dwyer from Parson Red. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that would that would just be chaos. Absolute chaos. Something tells like me. this podcast has been. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good time though. It's been a great time. I've had a great time. Do we want to answer Dr. J's question real uh, quick? Probably. What was the question? The question is, uh, first of all, he said it's been a busy day. Oh. He was sorry for getting this question to us late. It's Dr. Okay. J, we we feel you. We've dog. already given you the shout out. We love you, Dr. We J. We ain't taking it back. Uh shout outs to Dr. J. <laughs> Uh, the he he said he we asked him to put together a couple questions. He said the only one that he had off the uh, off the, the top dome. of his head was who is the top villain in all pop culture, and he throws out three options. So we'll just choose between these, pay, between the three between these three. Okay, Thanos, Vader, or the Joker. Ooh. No offense, if we're talking like Mount Rushmore. Nerd culture <laughs> villains. Yeah, I think Thanos is out. You gotta take Thanos. I think you gotta take Thanos out. What's the, what's the bench uh, start bench cut? Let's let's do that. Let's start. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Start bench cut. Easy. Vader, Thanos, Joker. Okay. I think this is the easiest, most cut and dry thing. You're starting Vader. You're benching the Joker. You're cutting Thanos. Yeah. The, the transcendence of Darth Vader. Like, not even just in pop culture, but in culture as a whole, mm-hmm. since the 70s, persisting through today, unmatched when it comes to, like, nerd culture villains. Mm-hmm. Like, he is genuinely iconic villains. Like, when you ask someone, what's a nerdy villain? The first thing that someone's going to say is probably Darth Vader. All right. Actually- Second, like... Joker, Batman's huge. Batman sure. is one of the most sure. popular, you know, is the most pop, second most. I think Spider-Man's technically the first most yeah. popular uh, superhero across the world. Yeah. And the Joker is his number one villain yep. that resonates with people. Yep. All right. So, 
I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. I have Vader's head there, 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 somewhere over there. Um, I'm gonna start Joker. Okay, Vince right. Vader I I, and cut Thanos. Yeah. And the only reason I'm gonna do that is number one because you already beat me to the other one. <laughs> uh, number two, honestly, when I think about Vader, and even the different variations of sure. Vader are still that same Vader. Right. We get a couple different styles of animation. Uh, we've get a, we get an old Vader, we get a young Vader, but it's still all Vader. Vader. Joker, we have literally gotten. That's true. 20, 30 variations of the same Dude, character. The Batman who laughs, who is yes, man. Batman with the Joker toxin is yeah. Oh my, incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, incredible. Obviously, story Heath Ledger's Joker <sighs> is just iconic. Yeah. Um, him hanging out the window, oh, riding down the freeway like a dog, inspired yeah. so many white women. The, the nurse <laughs> inspired so many white women. Oh man, the nurse, co- like the, the nurse, nurse costume. Yeah, uh, the the magic trick. You want to see this pencil disappear? Like the, that's just. I'm like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> yeah, I never know what to do. So that good, like, Mark, it's so good. Star Wars tie-in, Mark Hamill. Yeah, voice like yep. a lot of people believe the voice of the Joker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do the Harley Quinn show his character in the Harley Quinn show? Yeah, so funny. It's so good. I mean, I I don't have a lot of hate. Jack Knight is a good version of the Joker. Yeah. Like they, there's a storyline where like he's able to fight back the influence of the Joker. Both Jacks leading to just some incredible, just incredible story writing, just heartbreaking. You can't, like you can't forget '89 Jack. That it's true. Uh, I, I don't even ha- I don't hate Jared Leto's Joker. I know. Uh, Dr. J just ran his vehicle off the side of the road uh, for me saying that. I don't hate it, though. But I you, hate it because it was Jared Leto. <laughs> sure, sure. Why not? Uh, remember when 30 Seconds to Mars used to be, like, really good? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, like, it was, like, two years ago that I put those two things together. Anyway, <laughs> I'm always a little behind huh. there. Uh, but the Jokers had so many successful variations yeah. and so many good backstories. And, again... I honestly can't think of a Joker that doesn't land. No, I, I agree. And if you talk about Vader and Thanos are great villains. Mm-hmm. They're the perfect example of what a good villain is. Mm-hmm. Two villains that believe what they're doing is right. Yep. So you've got that. Or they're doing all the wrong things for all the right reasons. Exactly. However, Joker is the one exception yeah. to that rule. <laughs> because he's just doing it because... He's doing all the things for no reasons. He has no reasons. You can't... That's what makes him so unpredictable. I love whenever they try to give the Joker like a backstory. Yeah. Within the story, they're like, yeah, no, none of this. Yeah. None of this matters. When he pulls the trigger on the gun, it's either going to be, it could be a flag or it could be a bullet. We don't know. Yeah. And And the gun could be pointed at himself or someone else. He doesn't know. Yeah. One of the greatest scenes in in Black Knight or Dark Black Knight, (laughs) Dark Knight. Black Knight was Martin Lawrence, wasn't it? Yes. Dude, that's a funny movie, too. <laughs> how about, I how love about, that how movie. about that for a cut? Uh, but Dude, that is a throwback how about, movie. How about them apples? Uh, but in, in Dark Knight, like, when he when he's captured and he's hanging there, he's just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> just so annoyed. <laughs> like, like, oh, come on. You know, I just, I think that's one reason why, since you already took my answer, I'm, I'm going to combat that. Poor Thanos, though. Yeah, see, and here's the thing, is Thanos... His popularity has really come like more like 
across the spectrum of recently. like culture very recently with the Marvel movies. Until MCU, most people had no idea who Obviously was. people that were comic nerds they, knew yeah, about the did. Infinity Saga. Sure. They knew like how of how much of a threat Thanos is. Tom did. But the problem with that is in the like in Marvel in comics you have so many yeah. great villains. I don't know what that sound was. I have no idea. Those are weird sounds. <laughs> so many fantastic villains. You have Galactus, you have Doctor Doom, you have Thanos, like you have all of these people. Yeah. And it, it just gets so busy and if, so muddy. But if I walk into like my people's house and I mention Thanos, he's gonna be like, huh? Huh? But if I say Joker, he's gonna know who that is. Right. He's right. gonna know who that is. Speaking of Joker, what an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Baby. Shouts out to the Joker. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> hey, Cal Kestis played Joker. He did. Oh. He did. Bang. Now Here's a special challenge. In this episode, we had five phrases yes. that we wanted to make sure that we checked off. We checked off all five. Let us know down in the comments below what you think those five phrases were. And make sure you tune in next week as these boys talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on 1-900-NERDY-TALK. We're going to give them the solo. out of milkshake that is unfortunate